Why <laughs> you do one too? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You're you're who? I'm funny. I'm Art. <laughs> and this is the Get Up Team podcast. That's right. And we are here again to talk. To eat sunshine for breakfast. They do that too, and uh, do more for you. We're 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 getting into our stride, and we've got lots of topics that kind of coincide with each other, and they kind of go back to back to back to back. And we love that part. And sometimes we're discovering that ourselves. And we were just talking about some other ish that led into this topic. What was our other ish? Other, other ish into this ish. What was the other, other ish? ish was? Um, how to overcome self-doubt. Yeah. But I thought it was good, but I didn't even get into like the points about it, like the three like tips. So you guys got to like listen to the podcast for that or to the TED talk. You got into something. You got into some points. I don't know what you were reading from, but you got into a few things. It was a good one. It was a good one. I don't get it twisted. Like, I mean, if you miss any points, we're going to have links down there anyway. But that led us into this whole place of self-doubt is no good because you're walking into the situation with a disadvantage, right? And so the other part of it has to get to um, when you actually watch walk into the situation and it doesn't work out. When you actually done what you all, what, what you came to do what you built yourself up to do with everything that you wanted to do that you thought you could do the best part of yourself is put on the on the table you reject it boom get that shit out of here <laughs> boom reject it you ain't got nothing what are we talking about today we're talking about rejection it comes in married ways for all of us and uh oh, i don't know shapes and sizes all kinds of ways so i guess the first thing is like the let's make it clinical right let's make it a bit clinical because why not so we have our forbes articles we have our science articles um i'll just take it where the ones where i see a nice little um entrepreneur.com talks about just how you deal with rejection the hurt that comes with rejection can make cutting ties tempting. You just want to be over it. With personal rejection, that can sometimes be for the best. But for professional rejection, it's typically not a rejection for you personally. And it can be beneficial to keep that bridge open and passable. So we're going to talk about this in different ways. There's a personal rejection that really stings. And there's a professional rejection that we can talk about. We're talking about the professional rejection first. Okay. It says, give you, uh, definitely do not give in to any temptation to publicly bash a person or business simply because they rejected you. You will burn that bridge and probably many other potential bridges in the process. Now, realize that I have a few more points here, like uh, four more points, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on this. Oh, about professional rejection? I mean, like if you don't get a yeah, job. I just said. Or it's just, like just that, what I just said. Or, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know. I, I apply for jobs. You don't always get every job you apply for. So I think that you can't bash a company for that. 
I've also been let go from companies like they've reorganized or they downsized or whatever, and you get let go. But I never think of that as a negative thing. I always think, oh, that it's like just the that door had to close so that you could move on to something else that you needed. Oh, or something. I'm going to bring back to that because that's an interesting yeah. thing to to have that headspace already. I want to come back to that because yeah, I have a question to ask you on that. Yeah, um, but then there's also you know when you're trying to sell something or raise money or something like that and um those things you just got to keep the door cracked open right because i mean i think like i've had jobs where like you're trying to do something and companies are like nope sorry we don't want that right now they're like okay let me call you back in like a month and you call back in a month like hey you know <laughs> we talked a month ago what do you think well are you know do you want to like do this do you want to hire me now do you want to buy my product whatever it is do you want to partner with our company do you want to partner with me and a lot of times it's like no but i think after a while especially if you're cold like calling someone they don't know you but after a while of you being consistent and being professional then at some point somewhere down the line they remember you and they have a positive image of you and then you end up doing work with them. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, this is why I, I would love to spring this stuff. Like it's, it's so like crazy because I'm just looking kind of with some of this stuff and I'm just like, okay, we're going to hit all of these points already with what you're doing. Excuse my hair, y'all, because, you know, I'm going to get my hair cut tomorrow, but I, I kind of touch my hair when I'm trying to just go through a thinking process. But here, here it is where you're talking about the real shit. So, so let's just skip through this stuff real quick since, you, since you're already into the, into the nut of it all. Um, give yourself time to grieve. Just one job. You've got more jobs to get to. Make it an opportunity to learn. Learn from what your mistakes were. Learn, learn what those rejections mean to you. Ask yourself if it, it was really what you wanted in the first place or were you just going for a nut? See the forest, not the trees. That's a huge thing. Um, and make a plan with actionable steps, which I think is one of the most important. Yeah. What do you think about all of that? Because I well, know you got I mean, stuff. To sometimes say. like you're not the right fit, you know, whatever it is. So it could be that your skill sets aren't the right thing or your, you know, your experience level or something like that. And so those are things like if you can get feedback and you really want that job and you can get feedback because a lot of times the, they'll tell you if you ask and you, then you can reapply. So I think that's one thing. Um, but sometimes, you know, like maybe it's just not really the right job for you. And they're like, yeah, you know what? You should be doing something else. And they might be doing you a favor because you might have taken that job and then it wasn't, you know, <laughs> you might have hated it. So that's one thing. Um, yeah, and I think it's always an opportunity to do something new. Like when you leave one job or like you get let go from something, then you're like, oh, well, now I can really sit back and reevaluate what I want to do. Was that the right fit? Or maybe there's a growth potential. Because I think every time I've kind of been let go, like there's been some new job and either I've gotten paid more or it's something that's more interesting than what I was doing. So um I don't think that's always a bad thing. But I also think it's just how also how, how you see it. I mean, jobs, there's lots of, you know, there's lots of jobs <laughs> out there, right? As far as like 
you applying to this one job, it's not the only job, you know, or that job wasn't the only job. So there's going to be another door that opens for you. <laughs> so I can't think that you have that. to huh? definitely have to um, understand your self-worth, which is what we were talking about in the self-doubt portion of the last couple of podcasts. Wherever you guys find it, you'll find it. Um, but uh, you definitely have to have a lot of confidence in yourself once you get rejected to believe that it's not your fault. But I think sometimes it's like kind of your fault. And you're talking about learning. You're talking about learning from it. That's what that's what I just heard you say just for the last few seconds. Um, learning from that and and reassessing what your value could be for another company that comes a knocking because there's always, like you said, another job um, that could possibly pay more. Um, but it's like what we talked about the self doubt. You 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 had a stint where you were trying to figure out. Um, am I doing things because I just need a job and I don't get to be who I am? Or do I want to be who I am and try and hustle that other money? I come from that other side. That's why I can't understand like certain things with people that have had a 20, 30 year kind of stint with, with uh, Business America, because that's not been in my experience of, of how things work and, and, and who I am within those constructs. I don't, I don't sit in a group of people and actually have the same understanding of going from job to job but if i did it'd be interesting to have a job that comes in at 27 after you get out with your mba and you're there for 20 years and you're out at 47 and you got to switch over or you got to continue and you got to say i'm just going to be who i am that's a very scary notion uh yeah yeah you've been doing something in the in a company for 20 years and then you're let go but I mean, I don't really know a lot of people that stayed in a job that long, but I guess maybe if you were there like 10 years or 20 years and then you have to look, I mean, but you know, I think it's attitude as well, right? I mean, you could look at it as like, oh, that company let me go and be really bitter about it. But also the flip side is like, okay, I had a good 20 year run at that company. A lot of times there are companies that it doesn't last that long, right? And um, now there's just like an opportunity for something new, right? So, um, yeah, I think that's what happens when I meet a lot of MBAs. They just kind of bounce and bounce and bounce until they get a place where they feel ultra secure. And they, if I can just be kind of real honest about it all, they find a spouse and family and they build a dream of what it is. And they're just like, you know, I'm at this company for eight years. I'm at this company for five years. I'm at this company for eight years, but you want to land on a cloud somewhere that's just like this. Me, I'm like, I'm taking the last 10 years to try and build a company of my own. Sucks sometimes, mostly times, but there's lots of, there's lots of great sunshine moments, but you know, I'd rather spend my time doing that for myself and hiring people that I feel that are fit to work with my company then work within a company and then quit and then go someplace else and work with that company, build it up for a little while, five years, quit, go someplace else. And then where do we end up if we're always working for a company? Where do you want, where do you end up as a person that's in that professional realm? The rejection can be debilitating, you know, because you thought you had that, Sheryl Sandberg, even the, the one that left Google to go to, to, to Facebook, 
that takes a lot of guts, man. But she knew her ceiling was there. She's seen so many executives go above her and beyond her. And she was just like, I, I can't go nowhere here at Google. And she said, I want to deal with this 23-year-old over here at Facebook because I can hook them up because they met at a party. That's what we were talking about before, too, where you take people to the next level and you meet the people that change your life. That's where that's what kind of party and, and, and environment that she was used to. So she met Marcus Zuckerberg and they said, no, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Why wouldn't you, why would you deal with him? And Sheryl Sandberg was like, because this is the future and I build companies, I scale them up. One of the things I'm learning is scalability is everything. So she knew she could scale him up. And she was like, I'll, I'll take a chance and I'll leave Google. And she did. But she had done so many cycles of that in her life before she got to that moment. And she doesn't own the company, but she's up in there, is what we call it. She's up in there. So I don't know where people, when you get rejected, if you know who you are and you know what you're doing, always be scheming to start your own shit. just be rumbling about like what it is you can do for yourself because working for other people is going to always give you that moment where you give them a lot of blood sweat and tears and then you want to leave or they want you to leave what do you think about that oh yeah you do spend a lot of blood sweat like a lot of hours at your job or at a job or in your career um i don't know i mean it really depends I mean, starting your own company requires a lot of additional skills too, right? Like you have to manage people, you have to raise money, you have to do a lot of the things. So I don't know, you know, it just depends. It's not for everybody. I mean, I think that if- I, You I think don't get rich depends. overnight, that's for sure. But that's not the point, is it? It's just owning your own shit, right? If yeah, you can just live off of 40,000 a year, you still own your own business. Are you not being successful? That's what I'm saying. Say it again. If you could live off of 40 grand a year and you still own your own business, are you not successful? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think everyone's got to define their, what success means to them. I mean, some people want a certain level of freedom or a level of control or they, the satisfaction of building your own thing, you know, and other people, I don't know if that's for everyone. Other people are like, I want to make 85,000 a year and work for somebody else. Maybe, yeah. Okay. I, I'm just asking. Depends. I mean, some people may be making 85 or they may be making 850 or they might be making 8.5, you know, working for somebody else. So depends. Oh, well, come on, let's talk about it then. Where, 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 where is your capper for yourself? Oh, well, I don't know. Like right now I'm doing what I'm doing, but you know, I want to end up directing. And so wherever that, however I get there, that's the next step for me, right? So um, right now I'm just, I like what I'm doing. I'm learning a lot. It's what I wanted to do. Like, it's like the ideal job situation for me right now. Um, So yeah, and it's not so much about the money, but it's like what I'm learning. You said a lot of money though there. You just, you put a lot of money out there. You said 85, 850, 8.5. You went right down the line. So money does matter to you, doesn't it? Oh yeah, no, I think we should be open to like, like wealth coming in. 
you know like i don't think we need to be like oh i need to cap myself at this like that's not what i'm thinking you know it's like okay other people cap you because you work for them that's the point they cap you you don't cap yourself they cap you this is how much you make because this is how much i'm gonna pay you right yeah you're good like you said i can i can shoot for 85 i can shoot for 850 i can shoot for 8.5 that's some, some interesting numbers. I just want you to describe how you get those numbers. Yeah. I mean, just, oh, I mean, there's just steps. I just think like, I mean, you, you know, you read where there are people at certain levels that are making seven figures or more. So, yeah. What do you read? Where do you read this from? And how does this become truth to the people that are listening to us? Well, how did, like somebody that you're reading that makes seven and a half million a year, how did they get there? And what is their path? Oh, I have no idea what their path is. I mean, if you read like the senior staff, C-level, whatever, right? That's, they're in that range for some of these big companies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But so how did they get there? Those so, individuals. But I'm just saying that they were working for a company and they were moving through it there. You're saying that entrepreneurs have the potential to make more money. And it's both. So sides, I'm saying right? that that person that you're talking about started at a root position within many companies or one company, but moved through the ranks in the system that is allocated to get to a certain level, but they're still not Bezos. That's all I'm saying. Oh. They're not Bezos. Yeah, they're not Bezos. So you're making seven million a year, but you're still not Bezos because he's making that per day. Yeah, but I mean, it just really depends on what people where they're at, right? I mean, I don't. I think I could be happy with whatever I'm making, right? But at the same time, you want to be able to do what you want to do and live where you want to live or buy. I do not make what I want to make, but I right now in this day can do what I want to do whenever I want to do it. I promise you that, but I am not making what I want to make. And I don't have to answer anybody on Monday. No, I don't. So I want that to be like what people absorb too. Nope. Don't make 7 million a year at all. Sometimes I'm lucky if I'm breaking six figures. That's for the folks out there. And I expect six figures. That's on the bottom line of my, just what I get from, from stuff I've already done. Now, what do I want? I want it all. (laughs) I want to be able to pay people what I expect on a bad day because, and I want to give them a 401k and health plan and all this other stuff. I promise you that certain people are thinking a different kind of way. Jeff Bezos, when he started this shit, he was just like trying to fucking get an idea off the ground. Bill Gates, anybody like that, they're sharks and they are definitely deeper than what we give them credit for. They are not the nerds we think they are. They are beasts. They are freaking monstrosities of business. Like they don't have any feelings except for their company. If you get a moment in your life where you can actually build something of own, go and get it. Rejection builds you up for this. <laughs> I'm getting rejections all the time nowadays. So much rejection. <laughs> hit me so hard that I feel weak, that I feel like I got to post myself up to stand. I don't understand how people can't get through that feeling and still want it as bad as I want it. I don't understand how you can go through life and not want what I want, even as much as I've been beaten down over the last few months of people saying no, 
in my pro professional life and my personal life. No, no, you're not good enough. You're not what I want. It doesn't make sense to me. You're not that shit. And I keep going. Be that person too. If you want to work within a cognitive will, come on. I got enough application for you too. But I want to build you up, build your own shit. You want to be a director? Be a director. Yeah. I hear the directors start off slow and then they build their salary from there. Are you prepared for that? I don't, what do you mean? If you start directing, they ain't going to pay you shit, but you at least got something that you can direct. Are you prepared for that? Yeah, for well, the next I'm 10 years? my own stuff and producing my own thing. So at the yeah, moment, well, you, you want to do you, you when you say you're a director, like I'm a producer and a songwriter, I will write for anybody, produce for anybody. When you're a director, you can direct anything, right? No, or you just want to direct your own stuff. No, oh, well, if would I be hired as a director? I'm saying you sure. saying you want to be a director, can you direct as a profession? I'm a director, call on me, I'll direct your movie, I'll direct yeah, your sitcom. that's my next step here. So that's okay. like, I'm preparing for that. You thinking about the money? I'm not thinking about the money. Like, I don't, not the way you're talking about it. Like, oh, it has to be a certain. What we're talking about when you said, I want to be a director. I'm not even trying to be in this corporate. I'm trying to be a director. I'm saying that you want to get paid off of doing what you want to do. You say, oh, I want to be a director. Yeah. You want to be paid off of that. That so is you the think goal. About the that okay. is to finish this piece that I'm working on now and use that as a sample of work and put that out there, look for an agent or whatever I need to do or talk to producers and pitch myself as a working director. And does that matter as far as what you think that the salary for a director would be, or is it just because you're just like, man, for the first time in my life, people want me to direct? I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing in life. Doesn't matter what the money is. Well, I'll see what the money is. But I don't think that I'm gonna be doing it for free, if that's what you're asking. I'm not asking anything. I'm, I'm the stuff I'm asking. I'm saying it out loud. I'm not. Yeah, doing no. Anything. This is a career move. So the next level is that's like the next career movement. I like that because you can start doing whatever you like to do if you're good at it. Anytime in your life, you don't have to start. Yeah, uh, I think like just directing this last piece. It was like, oh, okay, this makes sense to me, you know, and. Um, I think a lot of the experience that I've had over my whole career puts me in a position to do that. And um, yeah, so I think it's just like, that's the next thing. If anybody out there that's watching this or listening to this um, understands what it's like to be rejected, but keep going for what you want to have things denied you and still go for what you want. There, there are certain tips out there that can help you kind of move through um, the stages of rejection. And uh, just realize that you're not the only one being rejected. It's just not happening to you. No, it's not <laughs> it's a huge happening thing. to one person. No, that's a huge thing. Oh. And then other times, like you said, while we were talking just a second ago, just getting out on our, on our fringe stuff, Maybe it's not meant to be. Sometimes you want something so much, but it's just not meant to be. Everything that you try to do and everything you kind of lead up to it, it's just not meant to be. And uh, 
sometimes you can catch a break with it and you're in the right place at the right time, but most often you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're, 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 you push things too far. It's gone over the edge. There's a, there's a limit and you've, you've crossed it, all those kind of things. But then you can self-reflect uh, and say, you know, consider your approach. Now you can start to say, well, what could I have done better, right? What could I have done to be better in this thing? And that gears you up for the next time. And then you make adjustments. And um, that's, that's probably one of the wisest things to do. Just realize what you could have done better is one of the best things. And then um, you have to manage your expectations. Me, like I was just talking to Connie about, you know, trying to shoot for the stars and land on the moon or the clouds or the atmosphere is like just how I think. But, you know, what do you really want out of this? Like um, pre-pandemic, your goal may have been to find a job within one to three months. You also want to receive a certain title and compensation. It's a strong job market. That's fairly reasonable. Today, though, you need to adjust your definition of success. Getting a new job is very hard and it can take a long time. Focus on the victories along the way and celebrate them. Feel good when you hear from a company or anybody. Pat yourself on the back when you get an interview and it goes well. Get excited about the second round. Keep in mind that the odds are stacked against you at all times. So if the offer doesn't materialize, it won't crush you. Manage your expectations. You know, you go in expecting big things, but don't get crushed when it, it doesn't go your way. And, uh, you know, you have to know who, what you're good at. Keep a good list of your, of your, of your, uh, your qualities, what, what you're bringing to the table, your good qualities. You know, the negative feedback that you get is a, a, it's a, it's a thing that is, it, is, is something that goes against what you know yourself to be, you know? Yeah. And I think go, go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that that goes a long way. It's just being prepared. So I think sometimes if you want a certain goal, it is really thinking about, well, what are the qualifications? What are the skills? What's the mindset in order to either be at that company or take that role on or, you know, to actually do that job or whatever it is that you're trying to do, right? Because sometimes, you know, you do get rejected because, you know, at this moment, you're not qualified. But I think it is important to figure out like, okay, well, what, why was I not qualified? What, what do I need to do to become qualified for that role? You know, and um, I think that's like a key thing too, right? It's just like understanding like, you know, what are people looking for? Like, if I want to be, if I want to work in the music industry, or if I want to work in the film industry, or whatever industry you want to be in, what is the what are the qualifications and what are the skills that I need for that? Um, like it's just like directing. It's not like I woke up one day, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this because I feel like it. But it's like, you know, I've been working in the film industry for like 20 years doing all the jobs, right? Starting out as like in the mailroom as a coordinator, working um, in visual effects, but also doing, you know, like I've been involved with costume design and set set design you know and so understanding every department and what every department does understanding every aspect of like what's happening throughout the process of a film and then understanding story right and working with actors and stuff like that and so like throughout my career like I've had held jobs where I've done like all these different things so like now I feel like no you know what directing is like the next step, right? It's kind of putting together all of that into this next thing. So 
I mean, I think that's part of it, right? But I think, you know, sometimes like there's, you might interview for a position and they don't hire you today, but if you did make a good impression, when they have another opening, they might remember you and they might call you in the future. Or, you know, if you have a good rapport with someone and you're like, hey, you know, I'd like to follow up with you at some future point, there most people are like, yeah, okay, come back in like some period. Or, you know, I've also had jobs where I might not have been qualified at the moment, but if I, it was like, hey, you know, what, what do I need to learn? And if you come back and say, hey, I learned this, you know, and most people are like, wow, okay, you know, you really put in the effort to learn whatever skill they were looking for. And it also shows that you're really interested in working with them and that you listened. And I think a lot of times that's the biggest thing is like, because people want people that can step up and that are self-starters. And if you go out and you're like, okay, I don't know this, I'm going to go learn it. And you come back, hey, I learned this, I did this, or, you know, I there, I would be impressed by that. And I would say, oh, okay, let me give this person a chance because, you know, they, they, I think they have a good attitude. They are self-starters because they went out and they learned it on their own, you know, and they are also willing to learn, right? Just taking um, advice and doing something with it and not just be like, okay, thanks, bye. Or, oh, okay, I listened to your advice, but I didn't do anything about it. Like that kind of person, you're willing to talk to them again because they're listening and you feel like you're actually contributing to them growing versus, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I want a mentor. And then they come to you or whatever and you gives them like, hey, this is what you need to do, but then they never do it. Then you're like, okay, well, we don't need to meet again, <laughs> right? Like we don't need to talk about your career again. Like, but if someone's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go take that. I'm gonna do something with it. I'm gonna come back. Then you're like, oh, okay, let me help you. So yeah, so I think that there's that, just understanding what, what the criteria is, you know? Yeah, um, all of that. It's, it's, it's important to, to be a person that is uh, persistent, a bit tenacious, um, there's not a one person that has actually gotten to some place where they actually can afford to pay people that haven't gone to the grind themselves. And, you know, there's people that can afford to pay people that actually go to bankruptcy themselves and restructure and start again. But that's the reason those people can do it because they've been there before. So when they see the tenacity in somebody else, it's like, you're going to bring that to my table. You might be, you might be squat. You might be willing, you, you, you might be ready to be with me because look at your tenacity. I told you no twice already. And now you've told me you've gotten this much more to show me and this is much this more skills on the deck and you still want to fuck with me. You're going to bring that to my to my organization. I don't want you to go to no other organization with that tenacity. I want you to be right here. So you definitely look at those people very in a very special scope. They still got to show and prove because they were denied for a reason. But when they step up, they step up. And that shit's cool, you know? So um, I'm with you 100% on that, 100%. Um, two more things here. Um, uh, you have to, uh, this is a, something that we've talked about before and I've given a little clown, but I know Connie is definitely a fan of this. She took me through the affirmations and the Chopras and the sound bowls and all this stuff. But they say positive mantras help. 
Self-talk yourself into a success-oriented mindset. Have a list of positive affirmations and play them on the loop to fight back against the obstacles and hurdles in your path. This is merely a minor setback. I will find a new job. Just because I was rejected for the job does not diminish my self-worth and value. I am smart, talented, and have a lot to offer. And I'm going to add this part. And people like me. That was some SNL. I won't give up. And I will make it through this tough time. Now, I'm not saying that's bad. <laughs> I'm saying that this is normal shit. Like, if you're not doing that, I don't even know how you can be in the game in the first place. You can't even be in the game in the first place if you haven't learned that. To me, that's crazy. So if you're just getting in the game and I can teach you that, just how, how to say, yo, I'm the shit. <laughs> I am the shit. I don't care what shortcomings I have. I am worth something. I'm going to do something. They feel me. I can teach them that. But if you've been in this a minute, if you ain't already doing it, I, ain't, I, can't, I can't help you. you. I can't help you. I can't help you because you have to have that mindset. That's why a lot of people that are successful seem like egomaniacs or fucking egotistical fucking pompous motherfuckers because they always in that mode. They're like, what do you bring to me? What do you bring to me? Because I know what I can do for you. Get it, get it right in your own self. If you don't got that right, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it soon. Get it soon. Right? You ain't, you ain't going to have a good time. It's not a good time at the top, you know, <laughs> and I'm telling you because I'm, I'm trying to get there myself. I'm not trying to talk like I'm I'm fucking a boss like that, but I'm a boss enough to know that like if you if you doubting yourself already. You got to fix that. You got to fix that right off the gate. Nobody gonna be feeling you. It's a transferable energy. And uh, people can feel it even if you don't say it, you can walk in a room and make people know who you are. You don't got to say shit. And that's what people that's at that level know. So that's my thing about that. You know, you got to do these positive affirmations and shit. Cool, whatever. But at the end of the day, this is the last one. Stay strong and tough. You need this to power through the daily challenges. A helpful tip is to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Don't wallow in self-pity or engage in destructive behaviors such as binge drinking. Hello. Eating to excess. Hello. Watching too much television. No taking drugs or isolating, well, sporadically, yourself, <laughs> hit the pause button. Stop obsessing over your situation. Find some hobbies to distract you. <laughs> this, is why people, this is why people paint and take salsa lessons. Engage in activities that you excel at so it provides a confidence boost. Take a walk in the park to clear your head. Set a workout routine. Listen to thoughtful and encouraging podcasts and read books or stories. Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, I can't. that's, why that's, we're your, doing that's it. your zone, Connie. I'm gonna let you take it from here. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, but on some real shit, you know, man, I hope that they know that, you know, that the reason why you encourage me is because you come from that realm of that shit. I'm telling you that I hope I encourage you because I come from the grimy side of that shit where I claw my way to get what I got. And, and you don't even, people don't even know to have. So it's like, yo, just see the people around me and see the work that I do. It's like, how do you keep those people around? You must be doing something right. You must, they must believe in a certain kind of way. You must be able to pull this off and you don't got to know nothing about me. Watch what I do. That's who I am, man. And I just, sometimes when I start reading that shit, I get like a little vomitous in my throat and my, 
Oh man, because that's the, the shit everybody reads on like Cosmo. The positive thinking cap. It's just weird, man. Where they talking all this stuff? Where they talking about engaging activities to excel at, provide confidence boost, take a walk in the park to clear your head, set a workout routine, listen to thoughtful, encouraging podcast. Like I don't know, man. I'm sorry, man. I just want you to talk to every CEO you know that's going to give you the real deal. Because every CEO that's going to do their PR moves are going to echo those sentiments. But the ones I've met in close proximity that I've talked to personally are more like me. They did whatever they had to do. They didn't, there was no time for sitting in the yoga pose at the time. No, man. You're trying to figure out how to pay people. You're trying to figure out a way to feed yourself how to minimize yourself and eat ramen while your people you're paying can have a steak dinner. Like these are the conversations I have with people that run companies. That moment is something that gets lost in that kind of advice. You're not gonna fucking hum yourself out of that moment. It sucks, it sucks. And you gotta get through it as a CEO, as a person that wants to own a company. Pay your people, pay the right people that do the right job the right way and you forget yourself. You forget relationships. You forget family sometimes. It really takes a lot of sacrifice, man. People don't understand. They don't understand, Connie. You give up everything. You give up normalcy. There's relationships with people that I see going past me that I wish I could zero in on, but I care about this more. And I care about the people I got to pay more. Yeah. Somebody got to give. So I got to give. And the thing that I want and I desire sometimes has to give. That's the fucking rule. That's the kind of situations that I talk about with people. I don't understand some of this fluffy shit they print. It sounds beautiful. And every CEO that knows their fucking druthers will have their PR people say the same thing. But I'm telling you behind closed doors is a different conversation. You can hum your way out of, the, out of it if you want. You better be doing whatever you got to do to win. Stay your head above that water for that water get up your nose and you can't breathe. And it's rough. And it's easier to not do it at all. Trust me. And then you win. And then some of us look at Bezos and say, damn, damn, damn. That's a crazy kind of win. That's from a hedge fund guy. I like the ones that even come from nothing, from gutter to gutter. But, you know, when I look at what he does, it's like, really? This is crazy. This is crazy. And I love that shit. One of the first people I was reading about was Jack Welch back in the day. Oh, I yeah. love that guy. And, and I just know these stories are the real stories. Read their books. Don't read their fucking PR people shit. It's going to sound just like that. Jog. Take time to yourself, take a yoga class, <laughs> do your affirmations. Corny, it's beautiful, beautifully corny. Yeah, beautifully corny. Rejection is something that should fuel you to do better. Rejection is something that should make you stronger. Rejection is something that should make you take a reflective look at yourself and see why and oh. Okay, I think we lost Art. But thanks, everybody. This is Connie and Art, and this is the Get Up Team podcast. And um, I'll talk to you soon.